Destination for Greatness, Episode 5. Second thing is, what is your mental intake? What do you read, listen, and watch to? Because it's the old saying, garbage in, garbage out. Gold in, gold out. This is the final call for all entrepreneurs heading towards Destination for Greatness who are craving for a boost in self-confidence and self-belief. And entrepreneurs who aspire every day to live a life full of fun and freedom and who wish to impact the world while they soar with greatness. Is it possible to put the final pieces of your puzzle together? Find out for yourself. Now, let's buckle up because here's your host of greatness, Sohan Gokern. Welcome, 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 everybody. Welcome to Destination for Greatness. This particular episode is going to be really special, Destination Tribe and Greatness Tribe. And I say this because I've got one of the most genius human beings on the planet with us on the show today. His name is Meek Magola. He's a motivational speaker specializing completely into helping people and how to achieve their goals and dreams. Now, as much as it may sound normal, to be a person in the motivational field to help people find their goals and dreams. Here's what's special and unique about Meek Magola. And I'm really, truly humbled. And I'm also excited to to hang out today with Meek because I know this man personally and I've worked with him shoulder to shoulder and he's just an absolute genius when he talks and he transforms human beings. Um, Meek Magola is a nationally renowned motivational speaker and trainer. In 1994, Meek founded Meek Magola Speeches and Seminars Incorporation and since that time, he has been meek, as in M-I-E-K. You know what that stands for, Greatness Tribe? It stands for motivating, inspiring, educating, and giving others the knowledge to help them reach their goals and dreams in life. Now, Meek holds a bachelor's degree in psychology from Seattle University, and he also holds a master's degree in education from North Central University, and he's a certified, get this, he's a certified color code personality assessment instructor. Now, I'm going to in the interview I'm going to get Meek to talk a little bit about the power of color coding in personality assessments. But Meek is also, just so you know, a former member of Vocal Professionals Toastmasters Public Speaking Organization and a former member of the North Texas chapter of the National Speakers Association. Meek has spoken to more than 10,000 individuals from all walks of life. His clients include companies such as American Express, Monster.com, Sprint, Bank One, AT&T, and Arbitron, just to name a few. But during this time, he, he authored uh, a book called Staying Motivated Every Day, and he produced a three-CD set motivational success series with accompanying workbooks. So it's just not about listening, but it's also about doing. And um, hopefully we might get some you know, bonuses at the end of the show. So let's, let's see how we go in this program. But Meek resides in uh, Coppell, Texas. Hopefully I got that right, Meek, uh, where he spends yep. m- most of his time reading, working out, and spending quality time with his friends and family. Uh, Meek is currently penning his latest motivational project. It's called Turtle Domination. It's just a matter of time. And I tell you what, I can't wait to see that come out, Meek. Uh, his areas mm-hmm. of expertise and his topics that he shares or he provides advice on are based on color code personality assessments, uh, public speaking training. So if you want to learn how to be you know, a better public speaker, you want to learn from him. Uh, Meek also talks about attitude and performance improvement. And his goal and his specific reason today to come on the show with us is to be able to achieve one thing, which is to help you, Greatness Tribe, achieve your goals and your dreams. And and he, he's got nothing but raw power in his story today. So, uh, Meek, you know, I've, I've said a lot about you, but mm-hmm. I know I've, I've, there are lots of gaps that we're going to have to fill in. So take it away, buddy. Sure. Take the baton and fill in the gaps and tell us about you. Yeah, I definitely started in, in 1994. And uh, originally the business was called Cookie Concepts, and I changed it to Meek Nicola Speeches and Seminars. And everything's been based on this whole thing of how you get to the cookies that are on the kitchen countertop. And they're just a metaphor for whatever goal, dreams, aspirations that you have. And I found early on in my career that I had a gift for public speaking and motivating people. And so what I do is to try to help the underdog, the people that have the desire and have the want, but maybe not the resources, I show them how to overcome a lot of these obstacles and to get to those cookies in their life. So whatever that goal is that that you choose, what I do is to provide you with tools and knowledge and those kinds of things that will help you to overcome any challenges you may have 
uh, that will prevent you from, from reaching the, the cookies. And it's just been a continuous development process. The business has grown and, and gotten better. And you go through evolutions as you, you, you go out and you do your motivational speaking. You learn different things. And it just kind of evolves. And it's just gotten to the point where I've done it full time. Uh, you begin to produce your products. And, and that's kind of how it's just taken off for me. And I just spoke to an all-women's group uh, about a week ago, and, and just all different types of people. Um, I use principles. Pretty much anything I talk about is going to involve a principle, which means it's going to be across all barriers, all ages, pretty much, and then all, all genders and uh, races. It doesn't really matter. Attitude applies to everybody. And that's kind of how I go about uh, doing motivational speaking there, so on. That's really cool, Meek, because um, one of the things is greatness tribe is from all around the world, you know, and you got people from different walks of life, different parts of the world listening into this this show, and I bet you greatness tribe is going to take a lot of notes today because they're going to get a lot out of what you're going to share from a principles perspective, um, mm-hmm. and and what you're going to share with us with regards to your personal life journey as as a speaker, as an entrepreneur, and also some of the successes that people need to listen to because at some point they're going to come across similar, if not the same sort of success, and how they need to respond to them and what they need to do in order to get there in the first place. So uh, how, would, mm-hmm. how would you describe uh, your current generation of revenue and cash flow? What, what, are, you, what are you doing right now? Let me take us through that a little bit. Yeah, I do a lot of consulting work. I have a website up, and a lot of my revenue is gener- from, generated from the website. And each time you go out and do a speaking engagement, you always want to have your products, what we call back-of-the-room sales. Because once you speak and people buy into your spirit – then they'll buy your products. So whether it's CDs, books, T-shirts, pins, anything that you can brand that is representation of you, then people will buy that. Uh, If your message is powerful and they buy into you, and in turn, they start telling others about you. And so I generate income that way. I also do seminars on the color code. I go to companies, uh, civic groups, organizations, churches, football groups, Uh, I've spoken to cross-country groups, just all sorts of groups, and I'll do a personality assessment which shows you how to interact with these four different colors, which there are reds, uh, blues, whites, and yellows. And in turn, what that teaches you is not only how to build relationships with people, but how to sell to them, how to have a great uh, personal relationship with people. It'll enhance your marriage or your relationship with your significant other. And so people purchase these assessments from me at a discount, and I generate revenue uh, that way, but primarily through my books, through my CDs, my workbooks, and actually going out and delivering presentations is the primary way I generate income. That's cool. Okay, so... um, you know, describe to us, Meg, what, what you do in 15 seconds. If, if you had to meet someone for the first time at a social event or even at a formal event, you know, how, how would you describe yourself? Because this is one of the challenges that most entrepreneurs face when it, try, when it comes down to talk about what they do and, and how to keep it concise but yet impactful so that it can, it can either create a, a partnership with the person standing in front of them or at least it can help them know exactly what they do. So how would you describe yourself in terms of what you do in 15 seconds or less? Yeah, the first thing I typically tell people is that I'm a speaker for every season and every reason. And what I do is to help you overcome whatever that challenge is. Everybody has a goal. And if you're struggling to reach that goal, you'll want to pick up one of my CDs. And they're progressive in terms of levels of challenge and where you might be. So I have three different CDs that really meet whatever need is that you have and help you to overcome that challenge. And that's how I go about describing um, myself in terms of what I do. I love that. Because people are looking for how to overcome those challenges for sure. Yeah, I love it. Greatness Tribe, do you see the power of how clear Meek has really turned his entire message into a concise paragraph where he would actually share and and that dialogue that he would be able to create with someone asking him what he does in 15 seconds or less? Um, You know, Greatness Tribe, this is something worth taking note of in terms of what you're offering and how you're making a difference to someone so that you can package it in a shorter way. So being clear about what you're, you're about to share with the world as an entrepreneur, 
uh, and then having to communicate that in a concise manner is powerful. So, Meek, um, I, I think we're going to switch gears a little bit now. And since you shared a little mm-hmm. bit about what you're doing, how you're generating income, it wasn't obviously the same. It wasn't obviously uh, as flowery and great as it is today for you. So let's take let's go down memory lane a little bit and talk about the heartache moment. And um, you know, let's talk about your heartache moments or moments where you had conflicts and you know, your pitfalls or your problems that you face, especially at the start of your entrepreneurial journey. Take us down that road and uh, and share with us your heartaches at the time. Well, definitely when I was getting out of college, I, I made the decision as a senior that I changed my whole life. Instead of going to grad school to law school, I was going to be a motivational speaker. So the biggest challenge right out the gate is you just don't have the resources. You're not exactly sure. How do you go about making money as a speaker And so that was the first big challenge is I was constantly trying to find the resources and you would find out you need a website, you need the brochure and all of these different things that you seems like an endless supply of things you need, but you don't have the revenue. And that was the biggest challenge to become resourceful and creative and figure out how can I still get it done with limited resources. And ultimately, what I ended up doing was getting a mentor, um, Dr. Jeff Philpott, who had a Ph.D. in speech communications. And he coached me for years to show me how to understand audiences and how to speak. And then I just began to volunteer. I'd go to boys clubs. I'd go to alternative high schools because no one would pay me in the beginning to speak because you have no credibility. You have no history. But over time, after volunteering quite a bit and paying my dues, I began to get paid. Uh, as much as a thousand dollars an hour, forty, thirty minutes, and then there's just comes a point where people are just seeking you out, and you don't even have to market at some points where people are just really wanting you to come because if you do a fantastic job and you nail it every time you go out and give it your best, people will talk about you. But it was definitely a challenge in the beginning from a resource standpoint, a direction standpoint. Um, But what I would say, pretty much anything you want to do, there's something written about it or there's someone who can point you in the right direction on how to make that happen. And I utilized all those resources, every book I could read, every Internet site and every person I could talk to to help point me in the right direction. So so when you were going through those points where you were challenged, um, Amik, where did you you find your headspace in? Because... You know, obviously you weren't always, or were you always like this where you knew that you could find answers and solutions to yourself? Or were you at a point in your life where you knew that negativity could get to you and you had moments where you had to overcome them, but before you could overcome them, you went through a, you went through a period of, you know, emotional trauma or pain or, you know, just having to get worried, uh, if anything about these these challenges what 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 were you going through at the time take us through that and tell us a little bit about that because i know greatness tribe there are a lot of people you you're listening right now and you know you're you know you're suffering or you're you're going through a challenge just like what meek has been through and um, and you're looking for answers and you're looking for solutions and you know what meek's about to tell you is is something that you definitely want to pay close attention to so yeah what, what did you go through Meek? just talk to us about that well, you definitely you, you have some down moments and you'll have a lot of them throughout your career and, 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 and whatever you do like this, particularly in the beginning. But for some reason, I've always been an avid reader. So I've read about 3000 plus self-help books. Wow. And one of the things that I learned early on is to choose something that you're passionate about because it will carry you through those down times. So I loved public speaking so much that even when I wasn't getting paid, but once I would stand up and speak, it would just give me that extra energy to keep going. Even when I wasn't getting the revenue in, I didn't have the resources and I wanted to give up. And and as a side note, I'll say I wanted to give up a whole lot of times, but there's a big difference between wanting to give up and actually giving up. See, you keep on moving, even though there will be times you feel like giving up as long as you don't give up. And I just continued to press on. Uh, I surrounded myself with positive people. I didn't listen to the naysayers and the negative people. I had a dream, and I just never let go of that dream. You know, I knew my cookies were the motivational speaking, and I knew that it would be tough at times and that I would have to stick it out to get to the glory moments, and and that's what I did. Mm. But many times I I had challenges uh, mentally 
and I just read motivational books and they just kept me up. Mm. And and so yeah. at what age did you, you know, what at what age did you start reading and and understanding that there's always light at the end of the tunnel? Well, incidentally, I, I, I used to be ashamed to tell the story, but when I went to high school, I graduated near the bottom of my high school class. We had 220, and I was number 216. So you talk about scraping the bottom of the barrel and being a failure, but I always believed in that cat mentality that you can turn things around. And when I went to Texas Tech University, um, technically my sophomore year, I was basically flunking out. And I remember walking across campus and I went in the university bookstore and I was looking around and, I was, and I'll never forget it. When I was 19 years old, I saw Zig Ziglar's book, See You at the Top. I picked that book up, took that book home, and began reading it. And from that day, I never stopped reading self-help books. Zig talked about taking responsibility. He talked about attitude and a number of other things, and that's what helped me get going. But it, it was definitely a, a challenge, um, and that's how I kind of kind of really got going and, and kept myself up was reading self-help books. Wow. So, Mick, so was that the point of your entrepreneurial journey or was that where your personal growth began? But you had a different moment of, um, I guess, a light bulb moment, as they call it. Did you have a light bulb moment at the time of your when you, when you were just picking up from your challenges or did you feel your light bulb moment was that when you picked the book up? The light bulb moment came later. So that was where the personal development began. But I started to notice uh, right around when I was 22, and this is one of, one of the ways you can find out what your gift in life is, people kept telling me that I was a good speaker. But I never, it never crossed my mind that I could make money at it. So I just remember even being a kid and, and people would tell me I could speak well and, and I would take speech classes and I would always have the highest grade. I wrote an essay, got a fellowship to law school, and I go there, and there's, there's a guy there named Yuri. Never forget him. He said, man, I've been all over the United States doing presentations, debates, and everything. He said, you're one of the best speakers I've ever seen because we had to do that for law school. And how I ended up meeting my coach, I took a speech class, and he asked me if he could be my coach. He was the first person to tell me I had a gift. Well, after a while, it kind of dawned on me, everybody can't be wrong and that was my light bulb moment. Well, maybe I am pretty good at this. If people seem to recognize it everywhere I go, maybe it's what I need to do with my life. And that was my light bulb moment that, you know what? I want to be a motivational speaker for the rest of my life. Wow. Destination Tribe and Greatness Tribe, you guys have to pick this up because right here is a message. And it's a golden nugget because... When you're listening carefully to yourself, but you're also listening to your surrounding, you have people telling you what you're good at, and you sometimes can get focused on it so much that it derails you from your real core purpose. But if you really pay attention to yourself and you listen to yourself and see how you are and what you're trying to achieve, and see if it matches what some, what some of the feedback that you receive from people around you, and you find a match, you lock that in, and then you go for gold. You take action on it and you take massive action on it because that's probably where your success truly lies. Um, you know, Meek, share with us. I mean, obviously, that was your transformational moment. That was a time where you started building your, your greatness uh, to where you are today. So share with us uh, some, of, some of your great results, you know, some of your experiences that people have had as an impact of what you do for them as of today. I've gotten so many emails um, back from people who, who have told me I've changed their life, I've helped their marriage, all those kind of things. And each time that you go to a speaking engagement and people come up to you afterwards, um, that's when you're getting that feedback. And it actually kind of it keeps you going because you know you're having an impact. And I remember in uh, 2004, um, just as I was getting ready to do my first CD uh, series, there was a guy where I was working at Arbitron Radio Ratings, and uh, this guy kept telling me how good I was. It was another example of it. And he was like, you know, the world really needs you out there. You got a message, and it's very powerful. And, and he said I had changed his life, and that's what actually got me going and decided to leave my job and be a full-time motivational speaker was the feedback that I was getting um, each time I did a presentation and, and people kept telling me how much it had changed their lives. And at that point, so on, I was like, you know what, I got I to gotta go do this. And, and what I noticed about it, 
uh, it wasn't that I just listened to other people. It turned me on every time that I stood up and speak. And I seemed to get more energy and I come to life more. And I always tell people I'm more comfortable in front of an audience than I am one-on-one. So I knew within my own heart that this was what I was supposed to do. And all other people did was confirm it. But it was just this, and I still get it to this day, just the constant feedback of how I've changed people's lives for the better. And that's, that's how it's happened. You know, it's, it's fascinating you're saying that because it's the inner, inner voice and the inner feeling that you have. And, you know, Meek, one of the, uh, the core principles and the purposes of this particular show, Destination for Greatness, is about tapping into your inner greatness. And Greatness mm-hmm. Tribe, um, you know, I want you to listen again to what Meek said. It wasn't just that he was listening to what people said, but it was the feeling that he got within himself. And he knew it was his calling. And it goes back to how he tapped into his inner greatness and he let it shine. And Greatness Tribe, all of you have that within you. All of you have that absolute um, you drive and you have that inner purpose that you need to find. But you need to be able to feel it and listen to yourself. So be present to what you're doing and how you feel at the time of what you think you'd love to do. And if you feel really great, that's you tapping into your inner greatness because that's where your moment mm-hmm. of greatness lies. Mm-hmm. Meek, so if you could travel you know, back in time to day one of when you started up your, your speaking career and if you had five minutes with your former self just to communicate any lessons that you've acquired over the time, you know, just to make sure with the intention of saving you from all those problems and those heartaches and those challenges, what would you tell yourself? Well, that's a very interesting question. And I have since that time referred people to a couple of books. And the thing about it, what I would tell myself back then, unfortunately, these two books weren't weren't written at the time. But what uh, Robert Kiyosaki wrote a book, and he said, Before You Quit Your Day Job was the title of that book. The things he taught you in terms of how to get prepared to go out and do and live your dream full time like that was amazing. But I learned all those things after I had gone on and the business had failed miserably, uh, a complete fiasco uh, in 2005, and then I built it back up after spending a lot of money. And I can't recall the author. I'd have to look it up. But the other book was Don't Bet the Farm. So it talked about principles like don't spend a dollar when a dime will do. Because you look at a business and it almost always seems to cost you more money than you think it will when you start. Because, see, we're running off of all enthusiasm. And we, we have so much energy and enthusiasm when we start up. We don't We're almost blinded, in a sense, to all the things that can come in terms of money that you have to spend, and some of them you can't even foresee. No matter how much planning, you just can't foresee it. If I could go back, I would say read more books like that before you launch out. I was just pure emotion, passion, enthusiasm. I was like, I don't care. I'm going out there. This is my love. This is my dream. I'm not going to live in fear. I'm going to do it. If I had read more, it would have prevented me have from making some some of those mistakes because there's a ton of books out there that can point you in the right direction in terms of how to run it as a business, if you will. Mm. Mm-hmm. So investing in yourself is is key, and that's what you're saying. So greatness tribe, Absolutely. read a lot of books, listen to audios, uh, download and and subscribe to podcasts like the show, and and really invest in yourself and learn mm-hmm. and be present to what you're learning because when you're when you're faced with adversity, this is what they this is what's been told and this is what we believe in as entrepreneurs, is whether it's God or divine or uh, the universe, whatever you believe in, but every time you are provided or you're submitted with a problem. Remember that that problem or that challenge is really wrapping a lesson. It's like a gift wrapper. You know, you've been given a gift. You've been given lessons to learn. But they're wrapped, those gifts are wrapped with challenges. 98% of people tend to focus on the wrapper. And then they never get the lesson. But they keep coming back to the same problem or the challenge every single time. And the reason that happens is that God or the divine or the universe is presenting it to you and giving that gift to you till you learn the lesson, but Mm -hmm. till you stop focusing on the wrapper. So 
what Meek's suggesting here and what he said he would do is he would read books, meaning he's actually focusing on the lessons, which is to read and invest in themselves. And that's exactly what you want to do. Forget about the challenge that you have because that's just the wrapper and you ain't going to pay attention to that. But greatness type, listen to the lessons that you get. And the way you're going to do that is reading a lot, listening to audios, listening to audio books, uh, watching motivational videos, and just investing constantly in yourself, right? I mean, Meek, let me ask you this. How much, how much have you invested in yourself in terms of dollars over the last year? Ooh, that is, that's number one, and, and it's interesting you say that because people say, well, you should, you know, real estate is one of the fastest ways to make money, and the other way is the stock market. I've chose to invest in myself, and I can't even tell you the thousands of dollars between books. I pay for both of my own degrees, psychology, education, uh, the certifications. I pay for those because I, I, I believe that I'm going to pay off. So I invest in me. I'm constantly buying books. I probably couldn't even put a, put a limit on it, but it is thousands of dollars a year. Anything that's going to help me become better, I'd rather spend my money on that. Primarily, I buy books. I take classes. Any kind of a resource that will help me grow, become a better speaker, or run my business better, I'll invest in it. Mm. Absolutely. Thousands of dollars. Mm. Mm, true. So, Meek, you know, you spoke about the unknown and the unforeseen. How could, how can you minimize that unknown now? Like looking back, how, what do you say? How do you minimize the the unknowns? Is it just through reading, or what else? Yeah, that's a that's a big part of it, and as as much of a challenge it is, anytime you can have resources saved up, it's going to help you in terms of encountering some of those. Uh, and I think you expect the unexpected. Uh, the last speaking engagement I did about a week ago was a setup I had never seen. But I always get there early, for example, and I expect the unexpected. And I think you have to go in with humility versus arrogance and overconfidence. It's like, I know what my skill set is. I know what my talent is. But I haven't been in this particular environment, so let me study just as hard for a small audience as I do a big audience. Let me do my same preparatory work. I always get there early. I always do my audience analysis. I always ask the, the person who hires me a series of questions to make sure that I'm prepared in my particular uh, line of work. And that's how I minimize some of those. Uh, I've been in a big audience where the mic goes out and I'm standing in the middle of a call center with 200 people around me. I've been out on a football field talking to eight, nine-year-olds. So you never know. Um, you just always gonna want to try to think of contingency plans. And once I've totally prepared a presentation, my next, and I have a process that I follow is, now what could go wrong? And I start thinking through all of that. Now I'm expecting the best already, always. But I want to be prepared just in case something, what if the light bulb goes out on my projector? Then what? Right? I, don't, I try to minimize those types of surprises with everything. Mm. And just do your preparation. Mm. Mm. Interesting you said do your preparation. It reminds me of uh, Les Brown when he quoted and he said, you know, it's better to be prepared and not have an opportunity than to have an opportunity and not be prepared. So yes. it's, it's absolutely true. Okay, I'm going to switch gears, Meek, because I want to talk mm -hmm. about the chunk of greatness. Uh, and in the chunk of greatness, uh, we want to talk about, you know, your very first sale. Let's talk about your very first sale as a speaker. Uh, how, did, how did you make it? I, just, I started out through networking. So I, I got my business cards made and I would tell everybody what, what, uh, what I had to do and, and what types of presentations I delivered. And eventually I got a call from Bank One and I went in and I did they, – they had some transition going on. And one of the topics that I speak on is attitude. So I go in and I do an hour-long presentation, and I got $1,000 for it, so 500 for each one. And I talked about attitude, and there's basically only four ways to, to develop it, and everything pretty much falls up under that. And that was probably the most exciting time was when you, get, you nail that first sale where people actually pay you to come out. I didn't have material to sell at the time because this was back in the 90s and I hadn't made my CDs or written my stand motivated or, or anything like that. But and then to receive that check in the mail was just phenomenal. Okay, it was so just this, phenomenal. This is interesting because you said you didn't have any material. 
You didn't nope. have, you weren't, you, you, you would have loved to have some of your product in hand, but you didn't have it at the time. And right. the very first sale as an entrepreneur is really hard. We all know that. What, mm -hmm. how, what did you tell yourself? How did you, you know, how did you make it? Like you, what, did you just show up and uh, through a contact and you said, listen, I don't have any stuff on me, but I can do it. And was it your attitude? Was it your body language? Or was it, you were just lucky that the guy gave you a chance? Well, what exactly happened? Just take us through that. Well, I subscribe to this this old philosophy that your your gift will make room for you. So I volunteered a lot for free because people would always ask me to do things pro bono, and I didn't. I, at the first, I didn't know how much I should charge. I didn't know how to set my fees, so I had to learn how to do that. And what happened is I focused on my craft. I wanted to be the best speaker that ever stood up. And I would just study. I remember watching an attitude presentation 30 times and going over that speech 30 times before I ever delivered it. I wanted to be that good. So what ended up happening is somebody saw me speak at one venue and told this other person about me at the bank. And they said, that's just what we need. And they show them. And, and if you don't watch it, people videotape you and they gave them a little clip of me. So once they saw me in person, then that's how I got hired with that. Well, and, and then so, I started getting calls from everywhere, all over the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex for a whole year. People just calling me every week wanting me to go somewhere. I didn't have to do any marketing during that year. Powerful. Greatness Tribe, did you see, did you just hear that initial part? It's about finding something that you can give of value for free. So basically what you were doing, Meek, was you were giving value uh, and you weren't charging anything for it up front. But you were doing that with the intention of knowing one thing and only one thing that is you are gifted and your gift is going to pay off inevitably. So that belief mm -hmm. of yours got you to feel encouraged and go in and deliver your talk, even if it was for free or a coaching session for free. And then you'd get, you'd get back in through feedback and someone noticed you and greatness right. tribe. You guys have to understand what is it that you're so good at doing that no one's as good as you and whether you can take that, and do it for free and have so much fun and passion and love while you do it, even though you're doing it for free, because that's what your true gift is. And that's what you're going to use to eventually commercialize or monetize as an entrepreneur, right? So mm -hmm. talking about you getting contacted by someone else and, you know, and then making and monetizing what you started doing, how did you gain credibility so quickly? Was it quickly or how did you go about gaining credibility? Uh, I definitely wouldn't say it was quickly. It was just over time because I, I, you know, I believe in showtime, that every time is showtime. So as I alluded to earlier, no, no matter how big or small the audience is, I'm going to give it my best because you never know who's in that audience that will go tell someone about you. And just over time, people saw me speak and they knew that every time I stood up, I delivered a quality presentation. I adhered to the time frames. So one of my guarantees was if, if I have an hour speech, I will either fin finish on five minutes on either side of it. But if, they're, if they've allotted this amount of time and, and companies have budgets and things like that, they got to get people back to work. I didn't want to disrespect that. So I would always finish on five minutes of either side, and that was my guarantee. And I just began to gain credibility as, as everything that I put out was high quality. So because you're branding yourself, so your brochures, your business card, like I'm going to spend every dollar I can that I have to make it the absolute best quality that I can, because that's that's what my brand is. And that's what I want to be known. You get the best when you bring me in. And that's how I built my credibility over time. Love mm -hmm. it. So when you network with people while you were building credibility, you must have created partnerships along the way, like key partnerships that help you to elevate to the next level, right? Right. Share with us, uh, how did you go about creating those key partnerships? Well, the first thing you have to do is you have to know what your value system is. You have to describe your vision, your values. You, you need to know what those things are, what your core purpose is, your beliefs, um, your strategic plan. I have all those things in writing. So, for example, my core values include integrity, creating a positive experience for everyone, humility, quality, balance, and patience. So when I go to partner with someone, I'm trying to see if they're consistent with what my values are. 
So that's the first thing. So whether I have someone develop a website for me and manage that, I still want that. If we collaborate on any kind of project, I first want to know, are we on the same page in terms of a partnership? Because there's times when you'll, you'll hire somebody, a work for hire, if you will, to do a small project for you. You need to make sure that they're consistent with the quality that you want to produce, if that makes sense. Because you don't want them to go out and do something that's not representative of who you are. Mm -hmm. So when I develop a partnership, and you'll have lots of them in, in your career in terms of getting things done and moving your business to the next level, I want to make sure that that person's of the same type of quality and value value system that I want to project. Mm -hmm. So my objective is not only to make money, but it's more about changing people's lives. So if I see, if I meet a person that only wants to make money and they don't care how they do that, who they have to run over, take advantage of to get their money, that, that's not a good partnership for me. Because I'd much rather change that experience. And, and I believe what Zig says, Zig Ziglar, if you help enough other people get what they want, you'll get what you want. So occasionally I'll give something away for free if it's necessary. But I need to know that that person has integrity. That's first and foremost for me. Honesty and transparency when I'm talking about integrity. And then I want to create a positive experience. If they're not on that same page, then that's, that's not the person for me to partner with. And I'm always, uh, in fact, there's a girl that uh, contacted me at the last speaking engagement. She wants to meet with me. She's more on the writing side. She wants to partner. Well, I say, I don't know. We need, we need, we'll just need to meet up and we'll talk. And what I'm looking for, first of all, is to see what their value system is. Then I want to see, do you have the skill set to do what it is I need done or can I help you? And we need to make sure we're on the same page in that way. Mm. So greatness mm. tribe, when, you, when you're getting, you know, when you're about to get partners and you're looking for partnerships that can help you grow your business and you're creating a support team, the key takeaway is to be able to find values that are similar to yours and your business. Um, you have to be able to integrate and collaborate with people or teams that have very similar value as, as yours. So that way you have a smoother transition and you have smoother transactions while you're proceeding towards your ultimate goal. So, mm -hmm. you know, one of the things while building partnerships is uh, funding. Uh, and Meek, did you ever have a challenge of getting funding or uh, did you have any strategies in place that you used to execute any of your plans, especially if you were strapped with cash? You know, some entrepreneurs are bootstrapping their way and they're growing their businesses. How, what sort of strategies did you use if you had to? Yeah, there, there's lots of different strategies that you can use. And so one of those that I used in the beginning was I look for investors. So, I, But you have to have a good business plan for people to invest. Um, what they're going to want a lot of times, you get a major investor, they're going to want a part of your business. So you got to know how much of that you're willing to give up. And then you can also barter with people. So I'll do a free presentation for you if you do this for me. And then there's you can partner with people. They have more resources, but you have the more know-how. So I've done that before. So those are some of the main ways that I partnered up. Uh, and I try to get people who were strong where I wasn't. So I, I partnered with a young lady uh, who had an MBA because she had a very good business mind and she knew how to drive the business. And then I would do motivational speaking to help her out and, and things like that. So that, that was one of the ways. Um, looked into getting a ghost writer um, because I'm more of a speaker than I am a pure writer. So I, where I'm not good at, I try to get people who are good at that. And then we'll trade off in that way. That's cool. So it's interesting. You don't have to always, like you said, right? You didn't always have to use cash to mm -hmm. trade off uh, a service that you got because you could do something for them which would serve their purpose through your services that you were gifted with. And, and Greatness Tribe, that's something you've got to look at again, is what is it that you have that you can offer as a trade-off, which you don't necessarily have to offer cash uh, to them as a transaction in terms of how you pay. Um, what type of mindset, I mean, Meek, you know that mindset and, and habits are two key factors of building an entrepreneurial journey of greatness. So what type of mindset and habits brought you to your destination of greatness today? Ooh, well, there, there's so many with that, and I totally agree. But I think continuous development would probably rank up at the top that building a business and building a brand takes time. As, as you heard, one of my core values up there is patience. 
So I understand that things take time, but one of my mindsets, because I'm a positive thinker, you know, in the same way they say that when the student is ready, the teacher appears. I believe that everything that I need to help advance this belief, this business, if I believe it, whenever I'm ready, that always seems to appear. Whether I need somebody to partner with, whether I need an opportunity to be on a podcast, whether I need a speaking engagement, it always seems to appear. I've had two different websites developed, and if you go to my website now, meekmingola.com, this young lady popped in my life, and she was phenomenal at developing websites, but right when I was ready to do it, and not a minute before. So when I was developing a brochure, I would find people who were doing it on the side, so whereas I could go to a corporate company, and they want to charge me three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000, I find somebody who can do just as good of a job for three, $400. So I'm always looking for not necessarily to go pay a lot of money, but people are very talented and skilled all around you. All you have to do is ask and put it out there. This is what I do. And as soon as I tell people that I'm a motivational speaker, they start talking about places you can speak. I had a friend. I have a friend like that. or I have someone that wants to get into it. Those are resources for you right there to get other things done. Mm-hmm. Keep your ears and and your eyes wide open and be present. Again, mm-hmm. it just keeps coming back to two things: having to be patient, letting time, going with time, making sure that you allow things to happen in your life while you're consistently <laughs> taking action by being present. Meaning you're listening carefully to what you're saying and what other people are saying to you. And positive mindset. You know, you you spoke about having a positive mindset and being a positive thinker. Talk a little more about that and tell us, you know, the power of positive thinking. Well, you, you know, like attracts like. And so one, one of my biggest things in the core foundation is attitude. And how do you keep that positive mindset? And one of the things that I teach, and, and, and this is free, and doesn't cost anything, but how do you get a positive attitude? Well, number one, it's your self-talk. So what do you tell yourself when you start first start the business, you aren't getting the sales that you want, you still have to tell yourself positive things, that it's going to come. This is just part of the process. Second thing is, what is your mental intake? What do you read, listen, and watch to? Because it's the old saying, garbage in, garbage out. Gold in, gold out. So I'm always taking in positive stuff to keep me positive. And then your third way is whom you associate with. Because understand this, if you hang around positive people, great minds, you become like them. If you hang around ducks, then you quack like a duck, right? (laughs) You've got to hang around positive people to be positive. You can't be positive and always be around negative people. It's very challenging to do that. And then the the fourth way is always keep myself – if I can't – if I don't have a positive attitude for some reason, then I remove myself from that situation. Or if it's a family member that's very negative and I have to stay around them, I apply what's called a three-minute or the three-hour rule. So I spend three minutes. In other words, don't get, don't get caught up in the letter of the law, but the spirit of it. You spend a small amount of time as possible with negative people when you have to, and then as much time as you can with positive people. See, I always want to be around those that are positive, but if you're negative, I'm going to limit my contact with you. Because sometimes you have to interact with certain people because they're at work or their family members, and you can't get away from them, but you just won't get much of my ear. I'm not going to give you much, much what we call airtime. You're not getting much radio time in my head, if you follow what I'm saying. Totally. Do you have, do you have any family members like that, Meek? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> what, do you, what do you tend to do? <laughs> uh, we, we don't hang out too much. I'll call them and say, hey, how's it going? But we definitely don't. Other than holidays, we, we don't spend very much time together. <laughs> And I bet you. I'm sorry I can't do it. I love them to death, but I've got that's the best thing that you have going for you when it comes to something like this in life is a positive attitude. Positive attitude and a positive outlook. Love it. So, Meek, how do you distinguish yourself from your competition? I think I think in a in a lot of ways because my main thing is to create a positive and ongoing experience for people when I come out training that's exciting and it makes sense. I think it's my own style and I love something you said earlier. I don't try to be Les Brown. I don't try to be Zig Ziglar. I have my own talent and my own uh, skill set and how I go about doing public speaking. And so I, I feel like I've become very good at this by being myself. And using my own God-given abilities, if you will, versus trying to um, model or be exactly like my mentor. 
I want to take his principle, but the true definition of a mentor is you want to exceed that person, and their skills and what they're doing, and you wean yourself off of them. So I feel like what's worked for me is being who I am and using what I have because I don't have the same skill set as, as Sohan has. You know, I have what Meek was born with, and I just want to utilize that and self-actualize, as you will, become the best that I can be with what I've been given and play the hand that I've been dealt. Mm. And that's that's a tough one, isn't it? I mean, Greatness Tribe, you know, when you're searching and you're looking for what is it that you're really, truly gifted with, what is it that you, um, your life purpose is and and how you as an entrepreneur can make a difference to this planet? It's it's a really big question and it is a quest and a lot of people spend a lot of time trying to find the right answer. Uh, what? How did you find it? Was it Again, I know you said that there were people talking to you and they gave you a bit of indication for you to realize that it was you. But was that really it? I mean, what were some of the things that you identified that got you to be extremely clear? Was it the feeling when you were in stage only or was it when you were sitting by yourself, you just knew by asking a few questions? So if I'm understanding you right, so what what got me to know what my gift was and, mm. and what I was supposed to do was a couple of things. Uh, definitely the feeling I got when I did it. I mean, it was the highest high I've ever had in my life to get up and people hang on your every word and you have an opportunity to share and change their life. It was in the, the fact that I could not sleep the night before. That's how excited I was. I didn't think I was going to fail. I just couldn't wait for the opportunity. And then I did a lot of readings, such as books, like What Colors Your Parachute? And they talk about how to recognize what they call is your talent. And I call it actually your gift. You know, what did you always want to do when you were a child? That could be your gift. Okay, what is it you wanted to do for a long time? So if you were born back in the 50s, 60s, 70s, we didn't have computers back then. But maybe something has come on the scene. What would you do if you only had six months to live? And I started thinking about these things. I would still go out and try to motivate people. What is it you admire in others? That's four ways right there. You can go about trying to narrow down what it is that you would, you would do. What are your hobbies? What keeps you up late at night? What would you do if money wasn't an issue? And I started processing all these things. And what I found was it always came back to I want to do something that helps people using my voice. I want to be a motivational speaker. And I found that I could not do it. I couldn't turn it off. So it didn't matter where I go and where I went and who I talked to. I always ended up motivating somebody. My brother used to tell me this and, and <laughs> he kind of taught me a little bit. He said, I don't care where we start talking about. We always end up start talking about motivational speaking. <laughs> That's how excited I was about it. And I had to learn to tone that down. You can't teach all the time. You know? <laughs> but you live it, you breathe it, you eat it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, totally get it. You know, for sure, you've had moments of doubts in your life during your entrepreneurial journey. So how did you go about conquering them or how do you? tend to conquer those moments of doubt, you know, when they creep in? How do you push through? Well, and I live by quotes and I love, I love quotes and that's one of the things that I do. So along with the continuous reading, I also understand that successful people, champions, act as they must and not as they feel. Because if you go purely on a feeling, there, there's a lot of times when you feel bad. Right. I'm a workout fanatic. I work out six days a week. I've been working out for 32 straight years and I get up at 435 every morning. I don't feel like getting up, but I know the results are I got to get up and get it done. And when you really there, there's books out, there's a lot of a lot of debate about talent. There's one out that's called talent is overrated. And you find that a lot of people who they say talent is overrated and how you really become great at something is domain knowledge is one of the ways. That means you got to study that particular area that you want to be successful in, and you have to practice, right? And they call it deliberate practice. A lot of time, the practice isn't fun. When I'm sitting in this house by myself and I'm continuing to go over this speech, reading it over and over, okay, that's not necessarily fun, but I know I got to push through that and I got to get it, right? So successful people practice until they get it right, Great people practice until they can't get it wrong. And see, I go past that and I keep on going so that when I'm on stage, I'm on automatic pilot. Automatic pilot. 
Love mm-hmm. it. Love it. So, you know, one of my mentors, um, Jim Rohn, absent mentors, Jim Rohn had said to me once, study, practice, teach. You study, mm-hmm. you study an area that you really, really want to get good at. You practice it. You practice it till you get so good that you're better than good. And then you teach it and you teach it to others because while you teach others, you learn as well and you just mm-hmm. keep getting better and better. So, um, you mentioned something about mentoring and you spoke about mentors as well and how you can aim to get better than the mentors. I want to take a moment right now, Meek, and this is a great dilemma that a lot of Greatness Tribe members have, which is do they need a mentor or a coach in their life or do they mentor themselves by just self-studying? I mean, what's the true impact of having a great mentor or coach, especially when you're starting out on your entrepreneurial journey? I think absolutely everybody, and I mean everybody, needs a mentor because what a mentor does is teaches you tricks of the trade, can save you tons of time and money. I was on my way to grad school to get a master's in speech communication until I met my coach and my mentor. He said, you're way past that because he had a Ph.D. in speech communication. He just saved me thousands of dollars from going to grad school. He said, because you already know everything I learned. And so in that way, he taught me the tricks of the trade. He helped save me money, pointed me in the right direction, uh, saved me a lot of frustration and trying things out that he already knew wouldn't result, give you a lot of fruit for your labor. The juice isn't worth the squeeze a lot of time. And a mentor can teach you that. Like, for example, when my business tanked and I just made mistakes, I went back and I analyzed it. I wrote down 18 different things that I should have done differently. I passed those same 18 things on to a young lady that I was mentoring a couple of months ago because she wants to be a motivational speaker. These are some things you want to look out for as you begin. I just saved her time and pointed her in the right direction on how to do it. They provide you encouragement and all those kinds of things as well. And I will say that you can also, if you can't find one, and it doesn't always have to be somebody who's famous. There's a lot of great mentors out there who are not famous. Mm. And and everybody, you know, when I was growing up, everybody wanted Les Brown and Zig and and Anthony Robbins to mentor them as a motivational speaker. Mm -hmm. But I could teach you a ton of things about motivational speaking. I've been in front of thousands of audiences, you know. And so you can get people who are not necessarily world famous or the biggest, and you can also learn a lot. You could actually have what what, what Sohan just said, a silent mentor, reading their books, listening to their audio tapes, their, their former podcasts, and all those things can, can point you in the right direction, save you a lot of heartache and pain, and help you get to the goal. What they really do is help you to get to the goal much faster than you ever would without them. That's what a mentor does. Mm. And and who should they talk to? Like, you know, who would you recommend they talk to when they start searching for their mentor or a coach? Well, I think it depends on the field. So wherever you are, you want to go where those people are who are good at it. So if you're trying to start a business, you may join a business club. Find people with MBAs or people who have already started businesses. It's difficult to tell you exactly because I don't know what line of business everyone is in. But you got to find people who have already been successful and have already been where it is you want to go. And it can be very informal. It doesn't have to be structured where you because there's mentorships that have contracts and everything. Don't feel like it has to be so formal. It can just be casual conversations. I happen to meet with my coach once a week. He videotaped me. He gave me books to read. We study tapes. But it can be, you know, once a month, however however much you need them, but it doesn't have to be so formal all the times. And I, I think we get that in our heads sometimes. You're right, me, because, um, <laughs> you know, formal and also there's this daunting feeling of, um, at, at least I went through that, you know, was, okay, if I'm going to get in touch with a mentor or a coach, they, these guys are unreachable. They're not, they're, these are people who have achieved a certain level of success in their life that they're so far distant from me to touch and get in, and speak with in person that they may not have the time for me because they might go, mm-hmm. who are you and why, why should I give my time to you? And sometimes it's true. They may not have the time, but, you know, the best part is what I discovered is, A, by just simply taking action and giving it a go. That was one. Mm-hmm. So I could learn and, and realize how deep the ocean was without sitting on, on the sideline or in the shore. But also, second, I realized that the ocean wasn't that deep. It wasn't that bad. The water wasn't that cold because these guys were not that 
they weren't snobbish. They weren't. Mm-hmm. They were not the kind of people who would not want to make the time because these are successful people who have been through struggles and they've been where aspiring entrepreneurs were at one point in their journey. And so they understand and they empathize uh, mm-hmm. and, and they're more than happy to help. If anything, if they don't have the time, they guide you and they direct you and they point you in a direction to certain mentors or coaches that they might recommend. So, I mean, that's what I discovered. And, um, you know, I want to tell Greatness Tribe the same thing. You know, what Meek said was be able to find someone in, in the same line that you are in and they're better and they've already achieved what you want to achieve. But also don't be shy to get in touch with them because you never know if they don't have the time because they're tied up with what they're currently doing. You know, it could be they're currently writing a book and they're just tied up or they're currently coming up with a massive project on their career and they're launching something and they're busy or they just simply are very busy with their one-on-one coaching so they don't do that anymore and they offer either group coaching or they might just say, hey, we've stopped coaching for now but I'll point you and I recommend you contact XYZ because that's where you can get coaching. So Greatness Tribe, reach out and start talking and get a mentor or a coach if you don't have one. Yes, you can read the books. Yes, you can re- listen to audiobooks, And yes, you can subscribe to podcasts. Yes, you can watch videos. But until you really have a mentor and a coach specific to what you're doing and helping you in the area you want to grow, for example, if you want to be a motivational speaker, get in touch with Meek Megola. He will show you ways that you've never seen before. You know, you will understand how you can save time and and avoid making those mistakes. And that way you can just follow a success recipe because they always say, right, success leaves tracks. So Mm -hmm. why would you want to reinvent the wheel? Why would you want to try and do it all yourself and try and figure it out? You know, just learn from a coach and a coach will guide you and will hold your feet to fire, will literally get you accountable and show you like it is. Right, Meek? Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So um, I want to now dive into talking about a few rapid-fire questions that will get you to think on your feet. And okay. <laughs> I, I deliberately <laughs> didn't tell you what these are about because I wanted to see how you're going to have uh, a bit of fun with it. So good okay. luck. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's probably the most – it's a, it's the favorite part of the show uh, for most of the guests. So I'm sure you're going to love it too. But here we go. I call it the golden nuggets of greatness round. Meek, number one, define greatness in one sentence. Becoming the best that you can be with the talents and skills that you have. Love it. Number two, an idea that changed your life. Learning the color code, personality assessment. Ooh, I want you to tell us a little bit about that in a moment. Number three, an exciting startup other than your own business you would bet on. Probably some type of, of, of new app that comes out for the phone. Ah, anything in particular? Mm, I'm obviously looking in my field most of the time. So anything that'll help uh, with podcasts, motivational speaking, some kind of way to keep people motivated. I bet on that. Cool. Okay. Number four, one thing that you have that your contemporaries don't. A unique spirit. Number five, name two entrepreneurs that you were to host a dinner for that you would invite. Two entrepreneurs. Anywhere from the world. Uh, this guy named Ebenezer. And, and I'm thinking of people that I, that I mentor is why I say that because to give them that opportunity to see that and uh, probably Felicia. Because I mentor several people right now. Mm -hmm. Two of them I just mentioned. Cool. Okay. Number six, if your entrepreneurial story was turned into a movie, what would be the movie title and which actor would you choose to play your role? Um, Turtle Determination and Cuba Gooding Jr. (laughs) That was quick on your feet. You obviously had that plan, didn't you? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know it was coming, but I've been thinking about that. All right, number seven, recommend a book that you think everyone in the Greatness Tribe should read. Uh, the People Code. Uh, it used to be called The Color Code, but The People Code. Why is that? It just breaks down these four colors. It will be life-changing for your business, your personal life, your work life, and your play life. Phenomenal. Cool. All 
Right, number eight. What small business tool or resource like Google Docs or Evernote can you recommend to our listeners, especially to do better business? Uh, probably Periscope. So it allows you to videotape a presentation while you're doing it and then broadcast it live. Anybody who logs into it can see you live all over the world. Mm, cool, yeah. Periscope. I, use, I use Periscope, but yeah, that's really, really handy. Um, I know people, Greatness Tribe, you guys might be shy, some of you, and most of you might be pretty on to want to get it. You definitely want to start using any technology that will help you to build your business, get it out there, especially with tools like Periscope. I mean, free live streaming and having to share your message in real time keeps everything real, and, and your audience really loves that. You know, uh, No more staging, no more dramas. They just want to see real reality um, and, and value that's coming straight through in real time. Um, okay, so here's your final question. It's a litmus test question, Meek. Mm -hmm. Do you ever know when you're ready to be an entrepreneur? Not, uh, that's a tough question. I, I would say for me, it's a decision I made. And because there's always fear, there's hesitation, you never seem to have enough resources. And for me, it was just, I'm going to do this. I made the decision. I know have, I have the gift. So I just have to go out and get my, I started out with a DBA and then, and then got an LLC. And that's how I became an entrepreneur. It was more of a decision for me. I don't know if you ever know for sure, uh, but I love what Les Brown says, move before you're ready. I just mm. moved. Mm. Mm -hmm. Greatness try, move before you're ready, because that's what you got to do. Just get in and get it done. Get it done. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, Meek, so how does Greatness Tribe find you online? Yeah, you can go to meekmegola.com, M-I-E-K-M-I-E-G-O-L-A.com. And on my website, you'll see how to contact me. There's, there's resources, books, workbooks, CDs, and color code link. And, uh, and then my story so you can see all about me. Okay. Uh, testimonials and those types of things on my website. Awesome. Do you have any bonuses for Greatness Tribe today on the show? Of course. The first five people <laughs> that buy a CD, they, they get a free color code link. The color code link um, normally costs uh, $39. $39. You'll get it for $29 uh, on my website. And I'll give it to you for free for the first five people that buy a CD. Guys, get in there, grab it. I, I want you to share a little bit and tell us about the color code. You know, just before we, we say goodbye to you, Meek, uh, what's the power of the color code? What's, your, what's the greatest takeaway you've had? And what have you seen in people when they've used it? Well, you know, Success Magazine says how high you go in life incorporated. There's a direct correlation to how well you get along with people. And what the color code does is breaks everybody down into a red, blue, white, or yellow. And we all have different ways of interacting. So once you understand those, then you use a little neuro linguistic program and you mirror match that person. So you learn how to sell to them. So very briefly, reds are very direct. So you got to be direct when you talk to them. They're very emotionally honest. They're not going to sugarcoat it. Blues love details. They operate from the heart. Reds operate from the, from the logic. And so you got to give them a lot of details. They're very fact-oriented, right? And they're very sensitive most of the time. Whites are peacemakers. They're non-confrontational. They have a hard time making decisions. So you got to really coax them, be very kind to them. And then yellows are your, the people that love to have fun. They crack jokes all the time, high energy, positive. You got to let them have fun. You don't have to be a joke cracker with them, but you got to let them be who they are. Then it's easier to bond, connect, get along with them, sell to them, whatever. And it's like diversity. Each color has good and bad. None is better than the other. But it teaches you how to interact and get along with every color. That's really cool. So, so based on what you, you know of me, uh, what color do you think I am? Uh, you're red, yellow. <laughs> Very charismatic, absolutely. Gold-oriented. Reds are your most competitive. So he has, you have great people skills, uh, love the energy. You're a lot of fun to be around. So definitely red, yellow. It's a, it's a fantastic combination to have. Would you be a red, yellow too? Uh, no. You're <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. I'm, a, I'm an off-the-chart blue. Oh, yeah. uh, you find blues tend to be on what they call, don't take this literally, but on a mission from God. They're very passionate about what they do, um, very organized, very detail-oriented, tend to be very precise. They do a lot of quoting of facts and things, and then they, they love people. They're very, intimacy is their core. That's their base. That's their motive is to connect with other people, and that's, that's probably what I'm best at. 
Wow, Greatness Tribe. I'm telling you, this is so fascinating. Well, you got to get in touch with Meek. You find him on meekmagola.com. You also find him on Facebook. Go and grab your copy of the CDs right now so you can get the color code assessment right down for free. It's complimentary. Uh, Meek, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Greatness Tribe is absolutely appreciative of you. I am. Uh, I've got so much from what you've shared today. Uh, Greatness Tribe, you're going to find all the killer resources and messages that Meek gave on this interview on the show notes page. So jump on destinationforgreatness.com, search for Meek, M-I-E-K, and you'll pull up the show notes for this episode and, and check out the, the interesting book that he's recommended, check out the information he's provided, and also grab the CD copies right away. Thanks so much, Meek. I appreciate you, mate. You've done such a great job and keep on rocking. Thanks for having me. I'll leave everybody with this quote and it's the quote that I live for, live by for the year and it's by Nike, and it says, yesterday, you said tomorrow. Do it today. Love it. Catch you on the flip side, bud. Thanks for having me. Cheers.